welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast that digs into the paranormal and tries to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. And I'm the podcaster formerly known as Chad. You're not going to go by Chad anymore, huh? No. You don't want to be an insult? Yep. <laughs> I don't want to be part of the insult. <laughs> and this week, before we get started in the episode, we got some business to take care of. We have a Patreon supporter that we want to shout out to and say thank you, Chase, for donating to our podcast and helping us go. I am sorry it's taken me five months to figure out that you are a Patreon supporter, but you have continued anyway, and for that I am more grateful. Um, apparently, Patreon decided to stop notifying us when we had Patreons. Um, I even went back through the email and went through every email from Patreon. There was nothing about it. <laughs> So, I'm going to have to keep a better eye on our Patreon. Oh, so let me translate that for you in case he's in cow form. Um, No, it's pronounced. (laughs) But thank you so much, Chase. You're... Getting your items, you'll get some items. I don't actually. I think Chad's gonna deliver them to you. I don't think mm. we're gonna mail them, so you'll get a special date with Chad too, because you know that's how we do it around here. <laughs> you date, you don't, you date our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you donate to our Patreon, and you know, Chad might just be your delivery boy. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just wait till he sees what I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Cow print underwear. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I apologize for it taking so long to give you your podcast shout out. So shout out to Chase. Chase. Our number one wear cow. Our number one Patreon supporter. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and so with that, we're going to move on. Move, move on. <laughs> the fact you almost missed that. I know I didn't. I said, <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, move on. All right, two, we're going to move on to this episode, and this episode is going to be about the one, the only, Denver International Airport. The Denver International Airport opened $2 billion over budget on February 28, 1995. Already shrouded in secrecy, mystery, and conspiracy theory. The grounds are lousy with strange statues, apocalyptic murals, and eerie art. I just want to say, we've had a lot of contractor work done recently, and I'm dealing with it at work. If my contractor came in $2 billion over budget, I'd be a little bit ticked. I'd look at him and go, (laughs) well, you should have figured out how to make that cheaper, because I'm still paying you the original amount. The bid was this. This is what I'm paying. Yeah. I mean, heck... Our bid for our house was like $12,000. If that would have even come in at like 24000 just say double it, I would have been furious. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, two billion. Like, that's a number that we can't even comprehend at our income level. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist. <laughs> Before we get too deep, let's go over the first mystery. And that is why this airport was even built in the first place. There was a perfectly functioning airport only 16 miles away, which was actually closer to the downtown Denver area. 
Now, I have actually been to the Denver airport. No, it's shocking that I've actually been to someplace we're covering. Um, and that was the first thing I noticed. Because anytime I've ever flown into a big city, the airports are always like in the middle of the city or like right on the outskirts. But you fly over or through the city to land as you're landing. Like especially Houston. Like Houston. Dodging buildings. Yeah. And- Houston, <laughs> like the airport's like in the middle of the city. And you're like... You're looking in windows of skyscrapers as you're landing, and you're like, "Are we? Is there a runway somewhere?" When people start <laughs> waving at you in the skyscrapers, you're like, "I think we're too close." <laughs> Am I about to be part of a historical event? <laughs> but as we were landing in Denver, especially on the flight plane flight to Denver from Oklahoma City, we're coming in, and all I'm seeing is fields. I don't see a. I don't see an airport. I don't see a city. I just see like. Oh shit! We're coming in for an emergency. That moment. was my thought. I I was like almost in panic. I'm like looking at this like the I say stewardess, but they're not their flight attendant. And I'm like, is this what it was supposed to be doing? Like, is this is, okay? He's not panicking. All right, all right. <laughs> that crowd's getting a lot closer. <laughs> and then as soon as like then you hit the runway, I'm like okay, this is an actual runway, but there's nothing around it. It's just like in the middle of nowhere, and that was creepy to me. I mean, I don't fly often, but. When I have flown, I and I've flown into big cities, it's like that. You know, Houston yeah. is like, was the scariest one for me because that was my first plane ride, and flying Mine too. Flying into Houston, I was like, I can tell that those are cars. Okay, now I can tell that's a bus, that's a car. I can now read the license plates on those cars. <laughs> is there an airport nearby? <laughs> We're just going into the highway. Is this how this Houston works? But yeah, so that that is the weirdest thing to me about Denver was how outside of the city it was and then i thought well maybe it was just because the way i came in because i came in from oklahoma and then i looked at the map no it's literally in the middle of nowhere on the far east side of denver and it was like why would you put an airport there you know most time especially an international airport somebody flying into a big city they find a a downtown area where they have hotels and conferences and all that stuff and like denver is just kind of out in the middle of nowhere so that was something i did note discover about the denver airport yeah, I do wonder why it was put so far out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Did I mention it might be home to a secret underground city for the world's elite in the event of an apocalypse? And according to DIA truthers, the Illuminati slash Freemasons slash New World Order slash reptilians are biding their time amongst us until the inevitable destruction of our world. Coming soon. And under this very airport, is where they will meet in the new world bunker to form their new and perfect society. So let's dig in and see how deep these theories, bunkers, and tunnels go. Now I have to say I'm so glad the reptilians are back. Reptilians! <laughs> First incepted in 1980, the Denver International Airport took 15 years to complete. Residents viewed it as a huge waste of money and space. Because, like I had mentioned, the Stapleton International Airport was just 16 miles away. Organized protest happened during most of its construction. And construction was delayed and delayed. A host of contractors would take over the project and abandon it. Architectural design and layout would change over and over again. Then finally... In April of 1994, a month before it was scheduled to open, local reporters were invited to view the -the state-of-the-art automated baggage system. But the -the state-of-the-art automated baggage system had different plans. It started throwing bags from its carousel, hurling them through the air towards the reporters. (laughs) 
Thus, opening day was pushed back. You get a bag. You get a bag. Everyone gets a bag. (laughs) On February 28th, 1995, the airport opened. 16 months late, $2 billion over budget, making the grand total price $4.8 billion. Adjusted for inflation, that is $8.28 billion as of 2021. That just shows how shitty inflation is. Yeah. That's like doubled in... What? what 25 years? 25 years? That's... that's cool. No wonder everybody's poor. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I think, what, minimum wage has only increased once since then. Yeah. <laughs> But increasing the minimum wage causes inflation it, to increase. Yes, that's how math works. But they won't tell you that. Wait, wait, wait. you mean inflation happens even without that? <laughs> hmm. So let me tell you how big this place is. It is considered the largest airport in the United States and the second largest in the world, covering an area of 53 square miles. That is 33,920 acres twice the size of Manhattan, two and a half times bigger than Loch Ness, which if you remember back to the episode, the Loch, if drained, could serve as a mass grave for the entire world ten times over. The longest runway is 16,000 feet long. If we convert that over to the common Oklahoma distance of measurements, that's the length of almost 54 football fields. (laughs) (laughs) You're so true That is 4,000 feet longer Than the longest runway At Area 51 And those runways at Area 51 Were designed for spy planes That go two to three times faster Than anything we use commercially Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and throw a conspiracy out there Because I already picked up on one Or Mm -hmm. a theory Contractors are quitting continually that sounds to me like something top secret. That it's not that the contractors are quitting, but they're being released of their duties. Oh. Because they don't want one person in, or one contracting company to know what everything is. They're pulling an H at Holmes? Yes. Didn't they do that with the Winchester house also? No, she just kept building and building and building and building. Oh. H.H. Holmes, Holmes did the, it, though. He's the one that would hire him, kill him, and then hire kill somebody them, new. Yeah. <laughs> or let them go. He did yeah, let a few he, go. He did let a few. And then would cover things up and let them build. And Isn't that how Trump builds his towers? I wouldn't put it past <laughs> well, him. Well, not killing them, but <laughs> he'll, I hi- mean, he'll hire contractors and fire them. I can't and say and that. I don't know that for sure. I know he hires contractors and doesn't pay them. Mm. I mean, but. that. I mean, he kind of H.H. Holmes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might be far more into H.H. Holmes than we know, but... But yeah, that's how H.H. Holmes built his... Super Murder Motel or Hotel. Super Castle. Murder <laughs> Castle. Was Super Motor Hotel. <laughs> Super Murder Hotel. Belgium. Well, we got a new name for our new hotel <laughs> that we build with our uh, foot peak or our, feet pick money. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've decided that it, since the podcast isn't making us rich, we're going to go ahead and start a fans only. Um, only fans. Oh, okay, only, sorry. Oh, we're going to start an only fans with feet pictures so if you're interested <laughs> let us know <laughs> and if that doesn't work we're gonna go to children's, children's books, books. <laughs> <laughs> money making schemes all right back to denver anyway the, but yeah that's my theory is that they were letting these people go because they didn't want 
anybody to know exactly how it was built. Yeah. Oh, interesting. The airport bears many strange markings, which are taken from the Navajo language and the periodic table of elements. And according to conspiracy theorists, these may symbolize a new strain of hepatitis to be used in biological warfare. That one's a bit of a jump. <laughs> you think? <laughs> hepatitis. Did I oversell it? <laughs> yes, the airport is laid out in the form of a swastika. Yeah. But the swastika was also a Navajo symbol that was appropriated by the Nazis. It's also a Hindu symbol yeah. as well. But, um, yeah. And a reptilian symbol, I'm sure. Reptilian. I bet you it's 100% a reptilian symbol because I'm betting you 100% that Hitler was a reptilian. 100%. Okay. 99.9. Really? <laughs> <died. laughs> it's pretty confident. <laughs> the world may never know. Yeah, we do. He shapeshifted. He escaped, and he went to Argentina. So he's in Argentina we all know somewhere. this. <laughs> the hills that surround the airport are actually man-made, consisting of the large amounts of earth that had to be moved after excavation to make room for the concourses and the baggage system, and possibly the new world bunker. The hills are alive. Exactly the sound of reptilians. <laughs> 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 yes, the hills are alive. Was popped in my head as soon as he said the hills. Um, yeah, I see bunkers, periscope bunkers. They're the top layer. Where they can go. The look hills out. have eyes. Exactly. Oh. I'm. I'm. I'm feeling that one. I'm the hepatitis one's a bit out yeah. there, but I feel that one. I hope you're not feeling the hepatitis <laughs> once. <laughs> I've been vaccinated. Some conspiracists point to the fact the airport was built by a mysterious group. A dedication marker and plaque stationed around the airport read that it was funded by, quote, the New World Airport Commission, unquote. Dun, dun, dun. Which does not seem to exist. And that is why many believe it was actually commissioned by the New World Order. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ages of WWE. The New World Airport Commission? No, the New World Order. Oh. <laughs> you don't know about the New World Order? It, it has your boy in it. <laughs> He's the leader of it. <laughs> he might be a reptilian, too. <laughs> And the older he gets, the more his skin is sagging. <laughs> I shared a funny meme the other day. It was Maury Povich. He's like, we're sorry to inform you of this, but the DNA results are back, and turns out everyone is not your brother. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, brother? But according to Sneeves... <laughs> Sneeves Snyder. <laughs> but according to Steve Snyder from the Public Relations Office... The New World Airport Commission is, quote, a group consisting of local business and political leaders who sponsored and organized a number of pre-opening events at Denver International Airport, unquote. How much are they paying you, Mr. Snyder? Yeah, Mr. Snyder. Mr. Snyder. 
How much are they paying you? Pills are alive with <laughs> Mr. Snyder. That'll be our third buddy making opportunity is when we just write random songs. <laughs> <laughs> so the original opening the original opening date was March nineteenth, nineteen ninety four. The plaques depict the Masonic Square and Compass. Theories abound that the $2 billion went into building an Illuminati headquarters beneath the grounds. Allegedly, when the airport was built, construction crews screwed up the first five buildings, and instead of removing them, they just buried them. Mm-hmm. In the airport's Great Hall, there is a dedication capstone inscribed with the original opening date, March 19th. 1994. 1 plus 9 plus 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 4 equals 33. Dun dun dun. And 3 plus 3 equals 6. This stone. 3 times 3 equals 9. This stone is over a time capsule that is not to be opened until March 2094. 3 plus 2 plus 0 plus 9 plus 4 equals. 18. And 1 plus 8 equals 9. Minus 3 equals 6. (laughs) (laughs) There is a Braille tablet that rises up from the stone and features a Masonic symbol. And according to conspiracy theorists, it may function as a keypad that's connected directly to aliens or the release of toxic gas. Freemason Scott M. Autry, Grand Secretary of the M.W. Grand Lodge of Colorado, has written, quote, The Freemasons had nothing to do with building the Denver International Airport. The only involvement was the ceremony that was performed for the dedication capstone. That was done on March 19, 1994. Ah, so it wasn't Freemasons, it was the Slave Masons. Oh, I do like that, though. <laughs> he apparently wasn't satisfied with just secretary. He had to be grand, grand secretary. secretary. <laughs> Welcome to the Freemasonry. <laughs> so as I mentioned, the opening was delayed because of the possessed baggage claim machine, and the airport actually opened February 28, 1995. 2 plus 2 plus 8 plus 1 plus 9 plus 9 plus 5 equals 36. And 3 plus 6 equals 9. So And 8 plus 1 equals 9. And 3 plus sorry, 3 times 3 equals 9. And that is the invert three. of 6. 6. six, six, six. six. The also, number of the beast. Also, numbers 3 and 9 are big numbers in uh, Thelema. Which I have learned from watching um, Hellier. That's where I learned all my, uh, you know, Thelemite uh, knowledge. <laughs> Threes are huge in uh, Celtic mythology and tradition as well. Mm. I think we're on to something. Oh, and that first number I gave you, March 19th, I'd actually left the march off of it. So that would be 33 plus 3, which equals... Three plus three equals nine. Not thirty-six. Three plus six is nine. Dun dun dun. Hmm. Because the article was making a big fuss that that date, if you take the month off, equals thirty-three, which is significant to Freemasonry. I don't know. I like the nines better. The nines work. 
Yeah, I like the nines better too. At the baggage claim, which frequently misplaces or shreds luggage, there is a statue of a gargoyle that's seated in a suitcase. This was designed and crafted by the artist Terry Allen. And according to Allen, speaking of his inspiration, These are like cathedrals. The cathedral thing made me start thinking about gargoyles. The idea was to put a gargoyle in a suitcase and have them looming over the baggage claim as protectors, just like they were used in churches. I did one for domestic and then one for international, which was pretty much lifted right off the image of Notre Dame, and that sealed the title for me, Notre Denver. (laughs) Alan installed the pieces in the completed but empty airport. He said it was... Like walking around at the end of the world. Dun, dun, dun. Foreshadow much? <laughs> Almost immediately after the airport's opening, kooky religious people and fundamentalist church groups began to leave notes by the gargoyles. They would reach up into the suitcases and put cards that said things like effigies of Satan or you're going to hell. And they'd put Bibles with stuff marked in them and all all of these bizarre religious fanatic remarks about the gargoyles. They're protectors. Gargoyles are good demons. They face out from the church to keep the bad demons out. If I, I was being malicious, I could have been a lot more malicious than I was. I don't know. Those gargoyles <laughs> on Ghostbusters were pretty damn scary. I agree. It was also a good cartoon. Mm-hmm. I love the gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> I believe yeah. it's on Disney Plus. Oh yeah. What? Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, shut off this podcast and go watch gargoyles. <laughs> Come back! No! <laughs> Stop! Now you can donate to our Patreon, then you can go watch. Inside the airport are several murals: one of a devil jumping out of a suitcase, a statue of Anubis, the ancient Egyptian god of death. Some murals have been removed that featured a Nazi officer in a gas mask and kids gathered around a knife. (laughs) Leo Tanguma painted both these murals in the baggage claim. They are called Children of the World Dream of Peace and Peace and Harmony with Nature. The artist himself said of these, I have children sleeping amid the debris of war, and this warmonger is killing the dove of peace. But the kids are dreaming of something better in the future. And the little dream goes behind the general and continues behind this group of people. And the kids are dreaming that peace will happen someday. Some will have a little dream of becoming something really beautiful. That someday the nations of the world will abandon war and come together. New world order. Come together right now. New World Order. Oh, you changed the words on me. According to Denver International Airport truthers, these are saturated with Illuminati symbolism. In the Children of the World Dream of Peace, there is a gassed mass soldier that resembles a Nazi. There's a child wearing a Bavarian costume. One conspiracy theorist said of the art... You're the largest airport in America, in the middle of the U.S., and this is a mural we display, America joyfully submitting to Germany? Underneath the painting, a note once read, 
I was once a little child who longed for other worlds. But I have no more a child, for I have no fear. I have learned to hate how tragic then is youth which lives with enemies, with gallows ropes. Yet I believe I only sleep today that I'll wake up a child again and start to laugh and play. This is from a poem attributed to a 14-year-old boy that died in Auschwitz. The second mural, In Peace and Harmony with Nature, which was not removed, quote, addresses the destruction of the environment, with one part showing the extinction of life with children and animals in glass coffins, with the other showing humanity coming together and rehabilitating nature, unquote. Artist Leo Tanguma denies any conspirational symbolism to the paintings and has stated the murals depict man-made environmental destruction and genocide along with humanity coming together to heal nature and live in peace. I say, let's look at them ourselves and see if they depict military oppression, total destruction, and global unification, as the DIA truthers claim... Or if it's maybe a bit of both. I understand. I'm looking at these pictures of the one with the soldier. I actually, given his sword that he has, and maybe because of the era I grew up in, I don't see a Nazi soldier, but I see a Middle Eastern soldier. Oh, fascinating. Um, like I said, that's probably just has a lot more to do with the decade that I grew up in where we've been at war with the Middle East since I was born. But, um, see, I more see a Russian soldier myself, mostly because of the hat is the same hat that like M. Bison Warren street fighter. Yeah. But I also see that he's in a seatbelt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Safety first. Well, also he's carrying an AK. Yeah. Yeah. Which would not have been a German weapon. <laughs> True. <laughs> but and the scabbard kind of gives it away too. Yeah. So that's more Middle Eastern, isn't it? Maybe it was for fortune telling. I don't know. But then this rainbow here starts. Say, are there children sleeping or are they cowering? I think they're dead. Are they dead? Well, they might be cowering. But yeah. then this rainbow just kind of randomly appears out of the guy's ass. And loops around to the other. <laughs> is that more what the conspiracists are mad about? That there's a rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> Very likely. And then this other one. Is that the soldier dead at the bottom? Uh, Yeah, it looks like it. And all the people are like coming out of his ass again. So uh, <laughs> it's, I like the, sec the, I guess on our pictures here, it's the sec first picture, but... It's where the rainbow's wrapping around and everybody's in the middle. I like those colors better. I have a question. Why is England and uh, Irish stealing swords? So so is America in oh, Bavaria yeah. over there. <laughs> I didn't see it oh, on and that behind side. him, I just noticed that is um, Israel as well. And is that Saudi Arabia? Or is that the Iraq flag? That's the Iraq flag, I think. So basically <laughs> what they're doing is they're beating the shit out of the soldier who's on the ground. Stealing mm -hmm. swords. So they're using violence against violence for peace, which is exactly the United States' motive of action. 
Yeah, it's a little disturbing. I like the colors, though. It's great artwork. Very talented artist. Yeah. I mean, it's not something I would have painted on my walls, but, I mean, art is art. Yeah. Now, let's look at In Peace and Harmony with Nature. I see The Last Supper, where they've got Jesus on the table. No, I don't know. I guess that's the glass coffin. It features all the animals that are extinct or on the verge of extinction. All right, all right. The bison, the, the whale. Um, some kind of bird. I think a the little blonde girl, a Native American, and an African. Are they saying those are endangered as well? Yeah. I mean, they kind of are. I don't know what the little blonde girl is supposed to be. And then we come to the next picture, and everybody's happy, and there's a random like snow leopard in the middle of that's black and white in the middle of this colorful picture. Oh, there's two of them. Um, I don't know. I like this one better. I do see. I see the symbolism in this one more than I do the other one. Yeah, I did too. Now that's one thing. When I was at the airport, I never saw the murals. But we kind of stayed as close to our terminal as possible because it was Oh, yeah, you don't want to get lost. <laughs> Even though we had a four-hour layover, we could have easily walked the entire thing and been fine. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, art is something that it really tells us more about ourselves than its subject or its creator. I say, um, like we just talked about, how it yeah. looked more Middle Eastern, the soldier did, mm-hmm. to us just because that's what we grew up around. So I think it's no wonder that people who spend their time contemplating global unification, oppression, and conspiracy perceive through their filtered reality those exact things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they're both really pretty paintings, and they're very, really good paintings. I would actually probably have that second one in the house. I'm not an arty person. I like art. I like to look at pretty pictures. But at the same time... Why are these people have the ability to tell the artist what they were thinking? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like an English class when you'd have to, what was the poet trying to get across in the poem? I don't fucking know. Ask him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he yeah. wrote the poem in 1300 AD. How am I supposed I, to know? I can apply my knowledge and the things that I know about life to what I interpret that as. But is that what Shakespeare was actually trying to get out? Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me as a teenager viewed Romeo and Juliet a whole lot different than I view it now. You know, in high school, it was like, oh, that's a great romance. Now I'm like the stupid fucking kids. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, Ad Hoc History just dropped an episode about Shakespeare and they kind of postulated who might have actually wrote it and everything. Yeah. A uh, pretty interesting episode. Just check go it check it out. Blue Mustang. Blue Sifter. Is a 32-foot-tall, 9,000-pound statue of a blue horse with red, imposing, glowing eyes. It has gained the moniker Blucifer due to its menacing design and the fact that a piece of the sculpture's head broke off and landed on its artist, Luis Jimenez, severing an artery in his leg and killing him. In 2006, Louis Jimenez said it symbolizes, quote, the wild spirit of the old American West, unquote. But according to conspiracy theorist, it symbolizes death, a horseman of the apocalypse in the biblical book of Revelation, 
and is indicative of Earth's fast-approaching demise. One of the people that served on the Architectural Design Committee for the airport was the nun, Lydia Pena, a sister of Loretto. She said of the artist, He wanted a piece that was mysterious, and it is mysterious. So from my perspective, Luis Jimenez accomplished what he set out to do. Fun fact! You know something very interesting? We actually have a Blucifer here in Norman, Oklahoma. She's not lying. In fact, Blue Mustang, a.k.a. Blucifer, was designed based on Misteno, the sculpture that donned the front lawn of the Fred Jones Art Museum on the University of Oklahoma's campus for many, many years. Back in 1998, the Westheimer family donated this eight-foot glowing red-eyed blue horse statue to the university. The horse stood on the front lawn of the Fred Jones Art Museum for a year before it was vandalized with spray paint. After cleaning and waxing it, it sat on the corner of Elm and Boyd, staring at the eastbound traffic for many, many years. I remember driving by it and my mom talking about how creepy it was and even how she wished they'd move it. Other residents thought it wasn't appropriate for for a public statue. Irony, though. There is now a 10-foot-tall, 3,000-pound, bare-chested sphinx statue on that spot. I wonder what that Bible-thumping Karen has to say about it. (laughs) Anyway, um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe little Blucifer moved across the street to OU President David Boren's home for a little bit, but then it just disappeared. Where'd he go? Or so that's what most of us lifelong Normanites thought i had heard it had got stolen yeah well no we were wrong blucifer jr is still here in norman uh and is still at the fred jones art museum but the statue had experienced some weather weathering and damage over time and was taken for restoration and it now lives inside the art museum so it has protection So to put other things in perspective, the entire town had this conspiracy that it was stolen or it disappeared when actually it was just inside the art museum. Mm -hmm. Really shows you that (laughs) none of us go into the art museum, I guess. I have never been inside the Fred Jones Art Museum. I haven't been into it since they remodeled it. So Um, I've gone to the Sam Noble Museum, which is the history museum. That one. I, the Museum of Natural I've only History. been in it once since they re, they moved it, but we used to go every summer to the... Because it had AC. It had AC <laughs> and it was free because <laughs> mom was a student. Well, it's not but, free. Uh, There's a suggested admission price. Well, yeah, you can you donated to Dimes... Uh, was it Dimes for something? I don't know. Dimes for Dinos, actually, is what I think it was. And it was to build the new museum. Mm-hmm. Um, Just but, like a dime show. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean we would go because it had air conditioning and it was something to entertain us kids during the summer but uh, no we drove past this horse all the time I love this horse I think it's yeah. really pretty I like it it is kind of creepy especially at night because the eyes you know glow bright red and you can barely see it in the dark and then you just see these glowing eyes but yeah there are a lot of people that didn't like that that horse and everybody you see that horse statue on campus blah 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 well Everybody saw the horse statue on campus because it's right there at a major intersection. <laughs> but I didn't realize how long it had been gone. Like yeah. 2013 is when it moved inside. Um, 
which is interesting because I used to drive that way to take our kids to daycare all the time. But I never actually paid attention to it. Other than when that other one went up there and I was like, that one's ugly. I don't like the one that they put in place. I much preferred Lucifer Jr. But I do find it interesting that we have a direct connection to this place. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And there were some conspiracies that I heard about Little Lucifer, but nothing nothing with death or anything like that. Basically, it was people who were blaming uh, OU's football issues issues on the statue and then then it got moved to the president's lawn a few years later they were blaming his uh he had a sex scandal they were blaming it on the statue but statue's still there and he has been reprived of his sexual misconduct charges and so it was more corruption not the statue yeah hmm. interesting <laughs> <laughs> But the West the Westheimers also donated the uh, bare chested Sphinx too. They must be part of the New World Order. Must be. They also have they also have, have the airport, airport here named, in Norman named after them. Mm. Just made that connection. Coincidence. Dun, Maybe dun, there's dun. secret tunnels. You mean we could like secret ride a train from tunnels. here to Denver Underground? Maybe. I mean, I'm not saying it out loud. <laughs> I'm not saying you can, but I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying you can't. can't. Some conspiracy... <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink, know what I mean? Some conspiracy theorists claim the Denver International Airport is concealing underground bunkers and secret tunnels. Secret tunnels! One of their spokespersons, Gunner Blaine Cooper from Predator, and former governor of Minnesota, Jesse Ventura. Well, there we go. <laughs> believes the bunker is part of... A government plot to save the world's elite. And will function as an underground city for the Illuminati slash Freemason slash New World Order slash Reptilians. Currently, it serves as the Illuminati headquarters and is labeled the Illuminati Temple. Way we can test this. How many times in a year do Jay-Z and Beyonce fly into Denver? Because mm-hmm. conspiracy says that they're like the heads of the Illuminati now. So, I mean, if it is the Illuminati temple, then you would think mm-hmm. that Jay-Z and Beyonce like spend most of their time in Denver, right? Are they celebrities? Yes. <sighs> if I'm you like sold. it, then you should put a ring on it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Beyonce. Beyonce. I'm not a huge Beyonce fan, but yes. The Queen. And what what is She's the other what's some of the other ones? Jay Z. I would probably recognize him if I heard him, but I couldn't tell you a song. He's the one who actually gave the world Kanye. Yeah. And he's Bieber. really a producer, but he does rap and stuff. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Okay. So he's more of a producer. No, Usher did Bieber. Usher did Bieber. Yeah, he's the one who gave us Kanye. So Illuminati fits, right? Because Kanye's Jesus, right? According to him. Now, others say it's just they're waiting for the leaders of the world to retreat into in the event of global disaster or an apocalypse. Or perhaps it is reserved solely for the American government. The airport is, in fact, home to a number of tunnels, including a tram that travels between concourses and the automated baggage system. 
but there is something odd to be said about the baggage system. This is the one that delayed the airport's opening and has never really worked all that great despite its bloated price. By 2005, most of the airport's concourses had abandoned it completely. Then there are the first five buildings that were buried after being built incorrectly instead of being dismantled. Conspiracy theorists claim it was a construction worker that blew the whistle on this very odd practice. But I could not find his name or his original testimony. Now, I will say, from my experience at the Denver airport, it would be really hard to tell if you'd been down in a tunnel or not. Because all the hallways are pretty... From what I remember, they were all relatively narrow with like low ceilings. I felt very claustrophobic in them. But I do remember going upstairs and downstairs and like, because when we landed, we had a four hour labor, layover and we were starving because our first plane was delayed four hours. So um, we were hunting for food and we yeah. were really scared to leave the terminal because we didn't know if we'd be able to find our way back to the terminal. <laughs> 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 so it was like, did we leave bread crumbs? Because I mean, I felt claustrophobic in there. So it's um, like one of the final scenes of Labyrinth where you're going up the stairs and you're going down the stairs and then you're going across the sideways stairs. Yeah. And, then <laughs> and then all of a sudden the ground starts moving on this like moving sidewalk. Those are pretty cool. But um, And then David Bowie's following you around and singing. <laughs> I mean, I was in Denver twice. Where's the babe? The first one, I don't remember much of the airport because our first plane was behind and our second plane was boarding when we landed. So we immediately went from one plane and right into the next plane. The second one is when we had the hey, layover. That's what I remember. The Charlotte airport <laughs> was literally sprinting yeah. from across the airport where we got dropped off to the next one where our plane was boarding at the time we got dropped off. Luckily, my gates were right next to each other. So yeah, I we're completely yeah. across Charlotte. But uh, Lucky yeah. you didn't get tackled by the TSA. <laughs> <sighs> that was fun. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, those hallways are kind of creepy anyway, just... There's also a lot of that don't have windows or anything in them. So it just adds to that like eeriness. And I don't remember a whole lot of lights. I remember it being kind of dark. Um, and then you like, I remember op- like we went up these stairs and then it was kind of like a big food court and like shops and stuff like that. And so we grabbed our food real quick and then we, before we forgot where we were, we went back <laughs> and I paid way too much for a sandwich and a Coke. I think it was like 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. It's like his own little city in there. Oh, huh? yeah, it definitely is. According to a man with the last name Horowitz, on the third day after the airport opened, luggage sorting and the trams were not working properly. So. Passages. <clears throat> passages were directed through tunnels containing some of the finest gold leaf mosaic. Mosiac. <laughs> I'm leaving that shit in there. <laughs> the finest gold leaf mosaic artistry I've ever seen. Artwork that made Tanguma's beautiful morals. <laughs> Tanguma's beautiful mur- murals. <laughs> I can't say that fucking word to save my life today. <clears throat> Artwork that made Tanguma's beautiful mur. <laughs> I cannot say murals <laughs> in the accent. <laughs> the accent throws me off every day. Pale by comparison. Thereafter, when the trance began operating, those alternate, alternate 
passageways were closed. Why do you believe airport financiers would spend vast fortunes commissioning art that travel that travelers would never see, never more see? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> you got a hell of an accent there, Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> So is it possible this artwork in these unused halls is for the top 1%, the global elite, to observe, while they forget the rest of us up here on the surface dealing with alien invasion, zombie outbreaks, biological and ecological disasters, fallout from nuclear war, or even Blucifer coming to life, bearing down on us, and leaving a trail of death and destruction in his wake? I want to ride Blucifer. That sounds It sounds great. Um I mean he's really close. <laughs> Not Junior. No. The big daddy. <laughs> Although Junior is the daddy of Big Daddy. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> well Probably. I wouldn't that was probably where uh Bush was hiding when, you know, he was in undisclosed locations and stuff. And same. It's probably where Trump spent most of his time during COVID. Yeah. Hmm. Probably where he got it, too. A tour guide that works at the airport named Montgomery says he can't give full tours of the lower levels, which some say contained command terminals or possibly a FEMA concentration camp. Hmm. No, that's just at the border. (laughs) Quote, even when we take reporters or TV crews into the secured parts of the buildings, you just can't take people everywhere. It's either not safe or there's a security reason. So no matter what, there's always something you can't show somebody. And that doesn't help the case. The airlines lease space from us, so they have a lot of office space, workspace down in the tunnels. That is their space, not ours. They pay for it. Unquote. The aforementioned Lydia Pena said that Fentress Architects, who took over the building of Denver International Airport, rejected the primary plan of designing it to resemble an ancient Mexican pyramid. Could you imagine what the DIA truthers would say if this airport looked like a Mayan (laughs) temple? (laughs) Oh. Maybe. So there's five buildings that were built and then buried over. What if they were buried, not, you know, spaced out? What if it was one and then another one on top of that one and then one on top of that one and one on top of that one? So what if you flip over the Denver International Airport and it's a Maya Temple? What if? It's upside down. It's an upside down pyramid. What if it's a regular pyramid buried underground? The bottom one's the biggest <gasps> with the next one and the next one. And all you see is that little bitty triangle one at the top. Jesus, that's a huge f- fucking pyramid. Well, it took them 40 for four <laughs> billion dollars to make it. <laughs> I'm just thinking how big the top one is. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's why I was going the opposite direction. The top one's not that big. Like the runways and stuff, and like all the terminals are big, but I mean, like, oh yeah, the grounds are huge. Yeah, but, but like the main airport building is not that big in comparison. I wouldn't say it's much bigger than Will Rogers. Will Rogers is tiny. 
that that portion of it that sticks out of the ground that would be the top of it isn't that big but when you have all because the, there's a lot of tunnels that go to all the terminals because none like the terminals are all out and they make the swastikas yeah they're all mm-hmm. scattered all and over then the there's place. also some like there's like rows of like five of them i think when you look at it but yeah i haven't actually seen pictures of it so yeah but the actual like building itself that you see is i mean it's okay it's probably more along those signs that like dallas i mean so it's gonna be bigger than roll rogers but i mean it's still mm. not it's like real rogers massive tiny. but yeah that's what i was telling dave i said you know you can map out real Rogers like in like five minutes. Like when you walk in there, I mean, you pretty much have it mapped mm-hmm. out in your head. It's all, there's not much to it. Denver was scary because of how <laughs> damn big it was. I mean, I have flown into New Orleans. I've flown into Houston. I've flown into Denver. Fresno was tiny too, but Denver was scary. Roanoke's is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's one terminal. Well, technically two terminals in one. That's kind of how Fresno was. <laughs> and just a long hallway. For security, and then like a convenience store <laughs> next to the check-in, <laughs> like that was it. Fresno reminded me of the show Wings. <clears throat> like you go up the staircase or the escalators, and then you're just like in this big open room that's got like little shops in the center of it. Yeah. But then like you know, American Airlines is here, Southwest is here, Delta is here, oh, yeah. and it's all one big room that just has all windows. The shoes. Roanoke didn't even have see the American Airlines. It was literally you go down the hall through security into a room that's probably the size of this house <laughs> with one desk in the middle where they call out what plane it is. And there's a door on this side and a door on that side. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have to go through security at Denver, though. That would that would have been a nightmare, too. So what we're saying is Denver Airport is a Mayan temple. Built underground. Built underground. Got it. The CEO of this architectural firm, Curtis Fentrist, when asked if there are any underground tunnels or secret bunkers, said, Well, I really can't speak to it. I'm sworn to secrecy. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? (laughs) Fentrist, who has worked on many airports worldwide, also said at another point, I understand that they're going to they're going to be creating a tour of some of the underground facilities in the future. That's a tour I wouldn't want to go on, especially if it's possibly a FEMA camp. <laughs> what, you go pay to get locked up? <laughs> he, he spoke about some tours offered in other countries of underground facilities. When you go to Moscow, you can go down in the area where they were poised to launch a missile strike against America. And they have this big underground bomb shelter about 100 feet down in the ground. Could be a similar th- could be similar to that kind of thing with tours to the underground of DIA. Now, he's not saying there are secret tunnels or bunkers at DIA, but he is also not saying there are not secret tunnels and bunkers nudge, at DIA. Nudge, wink, wink, know what I mean? The fact that he describes after all that, and then he describes what they have, this big underground bomb shelter in Moscow, leads me to believe that that's exactly what's underneath the Denver International Airport. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think he told us exactly what's there. You just have to read between those lines. <laughs> Perhaps when the time capsule is opened in 2094, the plans and drawings that were stashed away within 
may contain the secrets. Bum, bum. Bum. I won't be alive. We have established there are definitely tunnels under the airport's 53 square miles. Some have postulated these tunnels may stretch as far as Northern Oklahoma, Cheyenne Mountain Air Force Station, home to the United States Space Force Garrison Command. Space Force! Space Force! Peterson Air Force Base, which is soon to become Peterson Space Force Base, and is now home to NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command. It's also the location of Space Force's 21st Space Wing, elements of the Space Force's Space and Missile Systems Center, and United States Northern Command Headquarters. I saw a picture. Space. <laughs> Space Force. A whole bunch of Trekkies. <laughs> Walking around in their suits with their little comms on their shirts. <laughs> <laughs> These, beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> these, Scotty beat me twice last night. It was wonderful. These tunnels may even stretch to further places like Dulce Base in New Mexico. Dulce. Or Westheimer Airport or Westheimer Airport. Norman, Oklahoma. <laughs> We're putting it together. Uh-huh. What's interesting though is there is a federal prison in the center of Will Rogers. Yeah. Where planes fly into directly to it. So they don't have to can carry passengers to through the actual airport. But I bet you it's connected too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Interesting. Because that's not far from here. I mean, it's what a... No, I do know. Drive. I read something that this architectural firm, they redid the entire ceiling of the airport to where it's more like kind of like a drop floating ceiling or something. Saving... I think they said almost a billion dollars in concrete and steel um, construction. Sounds to me like it's going to like move out of the way, and then like rockets are going to shoot out of it. Maybe for spa- Maybe, maybe. I'm just saying they were already two billion over budget, and they wound up saving a ton of money by changing the roof on the thing. Yeah, hmm. maybe this was just preemptive for SpaceX, and eventually flights. To space will be coming straight out of the Denver airport. And that's why the runways are so long. Maybe Elon Musk is what? My age? I don't know. When he was 12 years old, (laughs) he was... (laughs) I don't know. Okay, Google. Are you looking up how old you were in 1995? (laughs) How old is Elon Musk? 49. Okay, so... He's he's a few years older than me, so I guess a few in his like twenty. <laughs> no. You're only twenty nine. I wish. <laughs> Thank you. He's thirteen. So he would have been twenty five. He's he's twelve and a half years older than I am. <laughs> okay. So, so he, he could have already been, started. He would have been t- about twenty twenty one. He would have already started this plan. Yep. Yep. This is all. Elon Musk built the Denver airport. Hmm. I've solved it. Well, the Illuminati put the pyramid underground and all the other stuff, but got to rent out the space somehow to pay for the airport. And the tour guide Montgomery did say they do rent out spaces. 
Space Force. A Space Force is just the most ridiculous <laughs> name for it. I don't know why. I'm not going to lie. It's a Space Force, and instantly my mind's just thinking of, like, Gundams. Yeah. <laughs> Space Force. <laughs> Excellent. Because that's what they were called. Like, uh, I can't remember which Gundam it was, but that's what they called their <laughs> army was the Space Force. <laughs> Now, I have to say, if the Space Force gets where we're piloting giant Gundam mechs, I'm in. <laughs> I will go become a Space Force pilot. Get a pilot a giant robot. Are you kidding me? But no, I've definitely heard the connection to Dulce. And there's a lot of alien conspiracy around Dulce base, let me tell you. What was the name of the Force in Starship Troopers? Anybody remember? I know they were in the mobile infantry. I honestly have to say I have never seen that movie. The Terrain Federal Federation Army. It's Terrain Federation Army. See, you add a federation to it, and for some reason it sounds <laughs> less dorky than Space Force. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a Star Wars fan, not a Trekkie. I don't know. <laughs> Space Force. Several white fuel tanks surround the airport. And according to the airport's official website, quote, the fueling system at DIA is capable of pumping 1,000 gallons of jet fuel per minute through a 28-mile network of pipes. Each of the six fuel farm tanks holds 65,000 barrels, or 2.73 million gallons of jet fuel, unquote. To put that in perspective, that would be equivalent to 2.73 million gallon jugs of milk. A little over the volume of four Olympic-sized swimming pools. According to conspiracy theorists, these tanks have 40% more fuel than any other airport in the world, including the world's largest airport, which is in Saudi Arabia. They predict... That once the elite are nestled safely underneath the Colorado earth, these fuel tanks will power their underground city and the future generators for their new world. Probably. So that is the Denver International Airport. Like I said, it's, it's an interesting airport. Definitely not like any other ones I've been so, in. So, I am being a nerd... And I am totally picturing uh, DIA as Raccoon City from Resident Evil. I don't know if you've ever seen the maps of... It's called The Hive. It looks like a little pyramid upside down. Oh, yeah. There's the full photo of it. Okay, yeah. I build stuff like that in Minecraft. But like That's all <laughs> underneath the city. That's what I picture. It looks like, it's like an upside down pyramid. Now, I couldn't find any numbers for that Fentress Architects other than that they cut away 200,000 pounds of steel and 200,000 cubic yards of concrete from their previous plan when it came to doing the ceiling. Hmm. I don't know what that transfers into money, but it's a lot, I would guess. I And still came in over budget. <laughs> I I love the Denver Airport conspiracies. To me, yeah, it's a fun cool. conspiracy. Um, do I see the government being able to do these things? Yes. Uh, do I? I do. Like the oddest thing to me isn't so much how much money was spent or all that. It's literally the location, and I don't know if it's they planned to expand Denver that direction 
and have the city engulf the airport or what? But it is. It's so just kind of out in the middle of nowhere. But you are there like in the middle of like alien cities. When I say that, I mean, yeah, New Mexico, Utah, like all that stuff is right in that area. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm thinking strategic wise. Don't suppose that they have a shuttle that takes people from DIA to Area 51? Yes, I believe so. Do they? That's where people fly in and then... From... um, I know they also did from Las Vegas to Area yeah. 51 yeah, as well. Yeah, it was Las Vegas that they did that so from. I thought it was Denver, but... Okay, let's think on the strategic thing. This is like end-time apocalypse, nuclear warfare going on. Denver, nowhere near an ocean, surrounded by mountains. To the north, you got a bunch of, like, prairie lands and, like, flat hills. To the south, you've got mountains and deserts. It's a pretty good place to be. Yeah. If you're wanting to hide or to be in a really secure location. So I could see that as being like a wartime bunker for elites. I mean, they already do have bunkers like the the Cheyenne military base is literally a bunker inside of a mountain. Yeah. Um, You can see kind of the entrance to it if you look it up or even like on the 1983 film War Games when they actually go to NORAD and then play a global thermonuclear war with the computer <laughs> system. <laughs> I love that movie. That was a good movie. I've seen that movie. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I could see that as being a pretty strategic place to hide world leaders or things like that. Or if you're wanting to keep things secret from other countries... Pretty good place to have top secret because it's going to be really hard to get radar stuff to like beam through the mountains and all that, too. And it's pretty easy to tunnel there. I mean, bedrock isn't that far down from the topsoil. And what better place to hide something than in plain sight? Mm-hmm. It's an international airport, it's an international, so people are coming yeah. from everywhere. So why would they make a secret base where people are coming in from all over the world well, that's why on I say, a daily a basis? a great place for world leaders. They can fly directly into the airport from wherever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there, there's, I can see a lot of truth to a lot of the conspiracies. Yeah. Some of them are a little further out there than others. Or um, are they? Those might be like the most truthful. I mean, or they are, or are they not far out enough? I think it's all plausible <laughs> deniability so that this one's so far <laughs> out there, you won't believe the other ones either. <clears throat> you know, but to me, some of them hold a lot more merit than others. Yeah, the one with hepatitis. Yep. <laughs> it's 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 you know, it's out there. It's kind of like those were vampire whatevers that I had before. The, what about the vampires? The vampires. No. Were vampires? That was that was it was a little far out there. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I love conspiracy episodes. They're fun. And and I like I like digging into symbols and yeah. symbolism and things like that. Yes, I had to come. Cool. Up, I didn't come up with any super crazy ones this time. Yeah, just the upside down Mayan temple, but the upside down Mayan temple, and then mine. Oh, with I guess <laughs> I, I mean, I guess we did come up with one that's pretty straight, uh, pretty far out there. 
the one that Westheimer Airport in Norman is connected by a tunnel to. Well, <laughs> and Elon Musk built the international. <laughs> the DIA. <laughs> but um, in preparation for his space, space force. <laughs> but how many miles away are we? From our spot that we are sitting right now, we are 600. And 96.9 miles from the Denver International Airport. <laughs> 69. <laughs> nice. <gasps> but. Synchronicities? Yes, that yeah, word. I say synchronicity. From Westheimer Airport. Westheimer's Air is exactly from their actual address is 688 miles. Six plus eight plus eight is... <laughs> Plus fourteen. 14. <laughs> it's thirty-six. <laughs> Three. <sighs> but it's nine hours away from Westheimer. Okay, so if they were going to now, you said it was six hundred and. 36 miles. 696. 600 no, no, sorry. From which one? From from, from our location now, it's 696.9 miles. Okay. So that's taking the roads. Mm-hmm. A straight shot, which would be, I think, how they would make a tunnel, would be about 519 miles. But I was thinking about it this way. Why wouldn't they build it under the interstate system? Because think about this. How long has Oklahoma had road construction on the interstate continuously? The My entire life. Precisely. <laughs> Could they not easily just be expanding tunnels as they go and they just call it interstate construction? It's to cover the top the of cov- it. So yeah. They- All right. There's our uh, far out there conspiracy. We finally made it, guys. Because... Whew, didn't think we were going to get there. To go... From the Denver <laughs> International Airport to Oklahoma City, you would take I seventy straight to can into Kansas to I thirty five straight, straight south. So you're just going over and down. You're making a little L. That and would. And what are the runways at the Denver Airport shaped like? L's. But think, hang on, think about it. But so you're, you're going to be going through. Well, you're going to go through Wichita and then on to Oklahoma City. So you're hitting two major cities. Mm-hmm. So, this is one branch from Denver, right? Mm-hmm. L-shape. What if there's one that also goes up and over, and then another one goes over and up, and then down and over, and makes a swastika with DIA being the center of the swastika? That puts the next L near Area 51, and the next one in Salt Lake... And then the next one would be in between the Dakota and Nebraska. South Dakota and Nebraska. And Wichita is also known as the air capital of the world. We might be I think we're on to something. Due to the large presence of aviation and aeronautical corporations in the city. It's also the birthplace of Pizza Hut and <laughs> White Castle. Let's get you right The in. highways make a swastika coming from the Denver International Airport. They do. Whoa. They make exactly that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and I was just making that on top of my mind. I didn't think the highways actually did that. 
And wow. who <laughs> invented the interstate system? America? Germany. Oh, Germany. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, that's exactly what that does. I mean, you got one extra little appendage here, but if we cut that appendage out, if we make this fit our theory and we cut high or interstate 76 out of the equation and interstate 80 out of the equation, it makes the perfect swastika. So if we want to use like crappy crime scene investigation <laughs> tactics and we make the evidence fit our criteria, we can make it work. So then that would put that in South Dakota. Combine Mount Rushmore? Yes. <laughs> Takes it right to Mount Rushmore. Salt Lake City, Mount Rushmore, and then just kind of like in the middle of. Oh, wait, what's this? This goes to Roswell. Where's. No, it. Oh. <laughs> Roswell's further south, but it takes you to let's see what's Albuquerque. Um, and what did Bugs Bunny always say? Must have took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. But it takes you to Flagstaff, Arizona, which is right by well, it takes you to the Grand Canyon, but it's Sedona. It takes you to Sedona almost. Hey, that's close by to where one of the coordinates is for the Rendlesham Forest incident. It sure is. Right by the Hopi And if we pretend like Sedona is actually on I-40 instead of I-17, it fits that criteria, too. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. See, sometimes when you make things up, it could actually be real. <laughs> I can't believe that it worked out that way. <laughs> it does. I was totally making shit up. <laughs> you got me baffled a little bit, Chad. Maybe I know something from my pr previous life that I shouldn't know. <laughs> Did you work for Montauk Project? Are you Duncan Jr. Jr.? Maybe I invented. Maybe I designed DIA in a previous 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 life. Previous life. I can't talk. <laughs> I think hey, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> Dulce is right on the corner of Colorado, or on the corner, right on the border of Colorado and New Mexico, and it's nowhere near. Yeah, the only thing I can see in, I mean, there's definitely it goes straight through a national park at Flag. I mean, it goes right into Flagstaff. All right, let's finish the episode. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we got distracted. <laughs> My conspiracy took us on a wild goose chase, or did it? Takes you right through the Navajo Nation. So, we finally found our uh, we found our crazy, crazy conspiracy. conspiracy. We finally hit it. I didn't think we were going to get there. And our family is German. <laughs> That's why I'm thinking maybe I just on DIA in a previous life. Share your crazy conspiracy with us if you have one. And I'll make it even crazier. And we don't care if you cut out some of the facts in order to make it fit your narrative. Hey, it's I didn't have to cut any of my facts out. I was making shit up and it fit. Well, but you still have to cut out one appendage because there is one interstate. Interstate 80 comes out of... Well, I didn't say it followed every interstate. I'm just saying the major interstate. But that, that one interstate is the only one that takes everything else makes exactly freaking swastika <laughs> around Denver. If Well, of course, if you don't count the other directions the highways go. But <laughs> <laughs> if you are looking at it from... Our standpoint. <laughs> if we're going with the theory that there's a tunnel that followed the interstate to west to Norman or to Oklahoma City or however you want to do it, 
if it was just that straight L, if it followed the interstate that way, you do it each one to the other one. I mean, you get one almost to Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And so. Salt Lake. Then to the Salt Lakes. So, hmm, I'm just saying. It's possible. Maybe they tunnel in and bring in the salt from the Great Salt, Greater Salt Lakes for the aliens that need the salt to survive. <gasps> And the tunnel that comes into Oklahoma and then goes up through Wyoming and over to North Dakota, that's where they get the cattle for the mutilations. Mm-hmm. Or the incubators, I'm sorry. And I don't know why they come to Oklahoma, but... The cattle. The I mean, cattle that's about the only thing cattle. we have to provide. Um, <laughs> and then they're just throwing the carcasses into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> the Grand Canyon is actually just a giant waste disposal. <laughs> From the different international airports, <laughs> alien. <laughs> Okay, now we're taking it a little (laughs) far. That's where I crossed the line. I mean, it's really just a big hole, so I mean... Uh, All right. What if it was the tunnel originally and it collapsed? Uh, It wasn't actually the Colorado River (laughs) that made the Grand Canyon. It was actually a a failed attempt at the Denver International (laughs) Airport. (laughs) Once again, I'm drawing the line before we get to there. I think you're taking it too far there, Amy. (laughs) I didn't know we could do that, but we did it. <laughs> we, we could do it all the time. But yes, that is the Denver International Airport and our theories and other people's conspiracies. If you've got any of your own or you have one that we missed, email us at umpnormalcy. Oh, if you have anything to add to ours. Oh, yeah. You can add to it, too. Um, also, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at umpnormalcy. And don't forget about our Discord server. We got a new f- new member in there, too. Um, get on there and chat with us. Hang out with us. I mean, I've got it. It alerts me on the phone. It alerts me on my phone every time somebody joins. Um, but yeah, join us in those places. Make sure you check out our brother and sister podcasts. We've got Ad Hoc History, Lux Occult, Smuts Up, Administrism, and Faith Blind Council. And also, don't forget about the one and only Grognostics. Check all those webs, those check all those podcasts out on your favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to go to our website at umpnormalcy.com. You can find links to all of those podcasts as well on there, and find our cool, awesome merchandise. If you want to join our Patreon, we're not really doing much on there. But if you just want to donate to us, well, if we, more people we get on there, the more likely we are to actually produce content for you. <laughs> um, so you can go to our Patreon at UMP Normalcy and sign up, dollar a month, whatever you want. Sounds fun to me. Um, and don't forget about your paranormal, our Parabox monthly t-shirts. I'm getting your paranormal t-shirts sent to you every month in the mail. I got my new one. I left it at work. I got my new one. It's really cool looking. And use the link that's in this description or the link that is on our affiliates link on our website. And use promo code paranormalcy at checkout and get 10% off your first order. And until next time. Keep digging.